The show you're about to listen to is very old and comes with a warning. When we recorded these shows over a decade ago, the world was a different place and we were little more than children. As a result of this, you might hear a few things that by today's standards we judge to be inappropriate or offensive. Please don't be offended. In the years that have passed since recording these shows, we've all grown up to be wonderful, loving, liberal, free-thinking, open-minded individuals. If the us from over a decade ago say something to upset the you of today, please understand that we're as disgusted with ourselves as you are. But isn't this what life is all about? Learning and growing? We all said and did things in our younger days that make us cringe when we think about them. We just recorded it and put it out on the internet. With all that in mind, I hope you enjoy the show. Oh, and there's just one more thing. Don't email the show or try to enter competitions. We don't have that email anymore and all the competitions are over. We do have a Facebook group where you're very welcome to discuss any aspects of the podcast. Please visit simplysyndicated.com for more information. This week, we have part one of our very first multiple part episode. Dun dun dun. Bum bum bum. Insert dramatic music here. <laughs> I win. <laughs> so this is, this is our birthday week. We've week. been week, whatever. Um, we're one year old now. Nearly. Nearly. Which is great. Yeah, which is fantastic. A lot of things have happened, matured, grown. <laughs> I'm That's a little older. I'm a little wiser. <laughs> Look at your mature cock. Oh, yeah. Look at your cock. <laughs> Looks like a snake's been it. So, some special things are happening. We're doing a three-part trilogy sort of thing. Guess which trilogy? Guess it's not Star Wars. <gasps> oh, we've done Back to the Future. We've done Die Hard. It's not Indiana Jones. What could it be? God, it could be anything. It's we Cruel don't... Intentions. It is Cruel Intentions. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really not. It's Friday the 13th. Right. Okay, so let's... let's <laughs> this. Who actually yeah, suggested yeah. that we do Lord of the Rings? It's do you want credit for this? Is that why you're asking? Because I don't know. No, because... Do you want I us to say it was you? No, because okay, it good. wasn't. Good. But there's someone on the forum that we've cared enough about to actually know who suggested it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You couldn't so do this was. 10 minutes ago before well, we started hoping, recording. Yeah, I was hoping that no. you'd just take it and run with it, but no, you got all confused about it being my idea when it had nothing to do with me. How could I take Mike, it and run with it unless it? I knew so, who it was on the forum? So ultimately what we're going to do tonight is The Fellowship of the Ring, Lord of the Rings, uh, the first in the epic and fantastic trilogy that is Lord of the Rings, Peter Jackson's um, baby after, of course, Tolkien. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's yes. a cinematic baby. And what a fucking baby. So this is part one. This is part one. Let's say, so Tuesday, next Tuesday, is our birthday, mm-hmm. where there will be another episode for download. We should plug it a little bit now. Yes, we should. We are one years old. Well one done. Years. One, one years. years old. And that's, that's plural, everyone. <laughs> we have our party celebratory episode. Those of you who have been on the forums know exactly what we're talking about, but it will be out on Tuesday. It will be out on Tuesday. The audio version will be out then, as normal. But if you go to our website and our webpage, simplysyndicated.com slash movies, you should see, you'll be able to buy the video version. Yep. The video version. And glorious I'm, I'm widescreen. <laughs> <laughs> we just had a little gripe because Rich won't allow us to shoot in widescreen, so we're a little bit upset. Because it, it makes sense. You know, it does make sense. I'm not sense. denying that. It doesn't make me any less upset. 
Don't worry, this won't be shown at any film festivals or anything. No, you're either. damn right. <laughs> it won't, but it is worth buying. So please do yes, give us a yes, donation. Definitely. We'd rather give you something see for what money. Like. See the setup, see the interaction between us. If you're really bothered, then yeah, go for it. And uh, yeah, the audio version will be out on Tuesday. So before we stray any further, okay, I think that you should be Craig Bevan. That I should be Craig Bevan. I'm going to be Alison Downing then if you're Craig Bevan. Really? Yeah. What if I wasn't Craig Bevan? Um, might think twice. Might be Tristan Elfield. I don't know. Okay, well, I'm Craig Bevan. I'm Alison Downing. I'm Richard Smith. I'm Mike Dawson. And spooning him as usual is Tristan Elfield. It scares me that you actually are. They just think you're joking, but you are. He doesn't bend spoons. He spoons benders. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Thank you for for that. Quote Carl Warren. Anyway, um, so... Shall we get off to a flying start with... Oh, yeah, the flip chart. We now have a flip chart chart in front of us. We've stepped up to the mark. Actually, (laughs) the thing is, I think this is going to be responsible for more delays than than anything, because we're all looking now at a vast amount of topics going, shit, where the fuck do we start? Okay, It's not really structured very well. It's kind of a jumbled mess. Yeah, it was a spider diagram that descended into... I must admit, when I thought of this, I had bullet points in mind. (laughs) (laughs) Then why did you say spider diagram? I didn't. You did. No, you did. I've got the audio recording in the car. So the biggest thing, obviously, is the book. Yeah, This is a film of the classic novel by J.R.R. Tolkien. Okay, so... I had had a dream last night that I'd written it, actually. (laughs) (laughs) But then I realised I'd just been talking in my sleep. (laughs) I wondered what the hell you were going on about. (laughs) And then the elves and the... the (laughs) Orcs. Okay, so... As far as dreams go, that's a pretty good one. So, the book. Big book. Big fuck-off book. Um, Interestingly enough, the... Who in the room's read it? I I haven't. I've read the second one. I have it, but I haven't (laughs) read it yet. Yes, I've read the second one. And that's it. Yeah. Because I couldn't wait for the movie to come out. (laughs) What about the third one? I couldn't be bothered. (laughs) So it was the obligatory thing to read in the sixth form, you know, if you were one of the cultured gang you had to have read mm, Lord of the Rings mm. it was just currency you know you had to be able to talk about it in the common room well there are people who read it every year oh yeah or they I just read it people. and then read it again and then read it again and they've done that every year yeah, yeah. in their lives mm. I know, well I, 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 I picked up the fellowship and I started reading it but it's 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 not not wanting to sound thick here but it is quite difficult to get into does anyone else find work? it especially at the start when they're just going on the journey you know there's not lots of action going on mm. there's a great deal of that book when fuck all happens yes yeah. and th- the way it's written it's not that easily accessible i found it's not no. No. you've got quite a <clears throat> you've lot of work words at it. In, in different languages yeah. almost. but i'm sure once you hook that's it you can't get out and obviously i didn't quite meet the hook so there's a lot of food there's a lot of food. Well, hobbits do have about five, six meals a day, don't yeah, they? But the reason there's a lot of food is because it's post-World War Two and everyone's on rations. So yeah. Tolkien's obviously writing quite significantly about how much he likes food and just all this vast detail about <laughs> meals and just like an entire battle sequence is given a page and then there's like six pages about porridge. It's like really quite disproportionate. But yeah, no, it's, I think it's a fairly well-written book. I mean, it does have one of the worst written scenes in any book ever, which is the uh, the Council of Elrond, where you get about halfway through the first book and then like nine separate characters are introduced in one sequence and the entire plot is basically laid out and it's just a really crap scene, which they said on the uh, making of the DVD it was a didn't difficult they, one to do. Didn't they have some severe problems making it? And wasn't yeah. there a cut of it that was like an hour long or something stupid something like that? Something stupid like that, yeah. And they had to, it's 15 minutes long as it is. Mm-hmm. Just deciding what to do with the ring. Yeah. It's massive. It, you see just how much it takes where nothing happens when you get the DVD out and you realise they don't actually set off on the journey until disc two. Mm-hmm. You've got a whole DVD worth of content when bugger all happens. Well, it's all which it's all exposition. It's all set up. Yeah. I mean, you're introduced to this vast world. I mean... This, the the level of detail that Tolkien and Jackson have gone into uh, is just astounding, really. The, the Just pure levels upon levels of detail. And the 
down to I mean if you look at Tolkien's books not even like just a Lord of the Rings but there's like was it the Silmarillion the yeah uh, I, I never got around to those but that's yeah. hard yeah. I tried to read I couldn't read that that was really difficult that's for and, the real hardcore Tolkien fans I yeah think. yeah you know. but, is he like George Lucas in the sense that he had the lucky fluky trilogy that he's talked about and remembered for and everything else on the periphery was a little bit crap actually well no everything almost everything on the periphery for Tolkien that's known is Lord or of the Rings it? based yeah it's all around right. that there yeah. are a few others I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm not a big that, that's what I mean it, as well which makes it far really yeah but isn't the because I, mean, I never read The Hobbit but isn't the premise the of that you, you followed you know, he picks up the ring in The Hobbit, doesn't it? And it's an insignificant yeah. part of The Hobbit. It's a ring that he finds. Yeah, it's more about The Hobbit. Yeah, and then suddenly you find in the next book, this ring's fucking massive. And yeah. It's got everything to do with everything. I think that's wicked because I was coming in, I came into The Lord of the Rings cold. I had no idea about it at all. And I didn't want to know anything about it. Um, so, I mean, what was great was the narration. I found the narration at the beginning. Yeah. So, so helpful. Well, it eased you in. It really did, because I had no idea what kind of world I was coming into at all. And I sat there, and Kate Blanchett's narration at the beginning is awesome. I mean, on the extended cut, that's nearly like seven minutes long. Yeah, it's yeah. a long old intro, isn't it? But it's isn't yeah. fucking awesome. I just... you, you need it, really, because she really sets a scene of why all of this has come to be at the very, very beginning of the film. And it's a significant big chunk of the books that we, do, you know, we don't need to really go there. But she does it so well, that, that piece at the beginning just sets it all so beautifully that you know where you are at the very beginning of the film and like you say seven minutes that's a big old chunk but it's it? still so watchable I mean I sat there for, I mean in the theatre watching the theatrical I sat there thinking what the fuck have I just moved into because there's huge battles and there's a big bloke with a huge sword knocking 12 people around this looks like it's going to be crazy let's talk a little bit about CGI in that first scene <laughs> Go for because it. straight away you're thrown into the sequence where you're seeing what, hundreds of thousands of soldiers going into battle. Mm. And really, they filmed that with 12 guys, mm. which is incredible because it doesn't look like it. Actually, watching it back, a few shots do kind of look like it. But this was the first time that we'd seen a different effects house create CGI, yeah. or of note. I mean, Weta was set up specifically to handle Lord of the Rings. I've no idea why they didn't go to ILM. <clears throat> I, w- I was saying the other night, it must have really pissed off ILM. It when must, you think it, I likened it to how we feel about the rest of the world being better than us at football. We yeah. sort of sit back and go, well, we invented it. How dare you be better at that than us? <laughs> it's our game. <laughs> Yet we get slaughtered by everyone else. And and it's the same cricket, sort no, of no, thing. No. Cricket, ILM, the, ILM the majority are of the world sports. CGI, really. Yeah. They were the, the very first. They were. Yeah, and that's what I mean. For them to just sit there and watch this other company just be set up for the film, much like they were themselves, yeah. and just do something that is on a... God, it's better, better than, than some some of the CGI you've seen from ILM. Yeah. yeah. What oh, was yeah. amazing about it, though, is it showed us, because we've never seen <clears throat> quality CGI from mm. anyone else, I've realised that it is like any other art form. There are many different styles of doing it. They're using course, different yeah. software, yeah. and it creates an overall, a very different look. The Balrog is an incredible feat That's of CGI. It's an amazing thing, it's isn't it? It's fucking amazing. Mm. It really it's is. It's tower of it, fire. Yeah. It has this very different look about it from, say, the Gollum stuff. It's there and it looks perfect as it is, but it's almost as if it's not photorealistic. Yeah, it, it's, it's sort of like a very good animation. But yet it works. But it, and it works perfectly and fits the scene as <laughs> it should, whereas Gollum is there and he's really there. Yeah. You know, that's not CGI. But that's that's the part two. Yeah, really. yeah. Uh, but definitely. yeah, it did show the world. I mean, there is there are some guff shots. There's one. There's one running down the corridor, isn't in there? In the corridor in the uh, uh, mines of um, Moria. Moria, yeah. Uh, yeah. When they're running towards the end, and the, the all the things, all the goblins or whatever, cre- yeah. creeping up on all the walls and that, and then it's just them running in this really crap torchlight. <laughs> it's the way they run. Yeah, that looks so yeah. wrong. What an amazing thing, though. All those goblin suits. Amazing. Lucas approach. Uh, well, I think we'll have two, and let's do all the rest of CGI. No. For close-ups, let's have fucking loads of people in suits like the old mm. days. Yeah. Awesome. Mm. Mm. Well, I think that's down to Peter Jackson. And yeah, oh, yeah. Certainly, probably, I think, a love of traditional filmmaking ways. Because not only that, I mean, there's all the miniatures, isn't there? 
Mm. You know, the, this film, the the number of miniature buildings that they used was incredible. Do they employ stop motion in this? I can't remember now. I don't think so. I don't remember. I can't. I couldn't tell you where like, I thought they used it. Only the only other thing I can think. The only other film I can think of which has had that kind of diverse use of special effects was uh, Terminator Two. Yeah, which mm. used live action, special effects, makeup effects, miniatures, stunt work, and CGI all in the one film, all in a nice basket, and just used every different visual effect that you can think of and played to each of those visual effects, individual strengths, yeah. and then got the best out of all of it, yeah. rather than just going with one. I mean, the new Star Wars films may as well just be feature-length adverts for ILM for the next 60 years. You know, that's, that's pretty much what that's they pretty are. Much what they are. You know, there's, <clears throat> there's no reason to do that to be that excessive with with it. And that's, yeah, they did. They did. They set the rule for how to use CGI well, which is with moderation. Yeah. Mm. Go on. Peter Jackson, I mean, is, it was an unlikely director. I mean, I hadn't, I hadn't heard of Peter Jackson before. Yeah, because considering the films he'd done previously. Right then. He'd I, done yeah, The Frighteners just before, which yeah. was a really good film. Mm. Good uh, little film, that. Good little film. Solid three star, four star. Four, four, style, yeah, possibly. Sort of yeah. Good Michael J. Fox performance and some cracking special effects again. Yeah. Actually. Weird, um, that's a really weird little hy- hybrid blender as well because it's part comedy. It's actually quite scary in places. That fucking it's thing that comes concept. out of the wall yeah. is so fucking dark. But the. Yeah, but yeah, it's set up as a comedy, which is quite weird. But that was, you know, yeah, Peter Jackson, and he did those. But Brain before dead. that, yeah, he did the Splatter movies. He did the. Um, yeah. I've not seen Bad Taste. I, I have, have seen. <laughs> I have seen Brain Dead, and my God, the first time I saw Brain, I had not seen anything quite like that. One fucked up film. Yeah. Really fucked up film. More so than audition. Different to different audition. Level, different level. It's levels. just different. pure. Have you not seen it? No. Right. It's just pure excess. It's just basically all like it's the goriest film <laughs> you'll ever watch. But because it's so gory, you just become after about half an hour, you just like that's just not shocking me. Is um, it like the Kill Bill thing where she's having the huge fight and all limbs are flying off with the, the crazy end of it. it's just normal. Oh, it's far worse. Like he goes <laughs> no, no, but you get like, used to it. It's just like the last sequence. Normality. He's got a lawnmower and he's got, he's going around. Um, zapping up zombies and literally hacking them up with this lawnmower and just right. covered in blood. Absolutely loved it. Hence, they're called splatter films. Mm. But then he took that, and I remember seeing a little-known film called Heavenly Creatures. Amazing film. Amazing film, which has got Kate Winslet in, um, and that came out, I think, 93, 94, that sort of time. And I remember seeing that and thinking, this is fucking good. Who directed this? It's like really subtle uh, about two schoolgirls who um, sort of go into a weird fantasy land in their own mind. Yeah. They fall in love with each other and decide that to be together, they need to murder the mother of one of them. Yeah. Which they do do quite successfully. It's a true story, isn't Mm. it? And it's fucked up as well. And I remember seeing that and just thinking, who the fuck directed this? And then like, "Ah." who the fuck directed this? And then looked at the uh, director and was like, yes, Zeth. Is it? He did that. <laughs> it's a, then, a really amazing departure from what had mm, been before, and it was so beautifully shot, wasn't it? There was quite a lot of um, animation and CGI in that, where the gardens were turning into like open paradise gardens with lots of flowers growing, lots of morphing. Yeah, that morphing. was big in the in the mid nineties. Lots of and morphing. The, the, mo- the moving by really? the, the willow statues yeah. as well, mm. with stuff like that. Beautiful, but, but yeah, yeah, such an unlikely director. So yeah. I mean, you think right, Lord of the Rings trilogy. It was just always the, just the scale. It was always going to be made into mm. a. It was there was no doubt at some point someone was going to do it properly. They'd, they'd done the crappy animation version, but some point you know when the technology caught up long enough that would someone would do it. And if you went ten years before and said, "Oh yeah, who's going to do Lord of the Rings?" You'd think James Cameron, Steven Spielberg, maybe De Palma, maybe you know one of the, one of the big American directors, Michael Bay, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, screwed it sideways. Oh, maybe Michael Bay. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe. <laughs> Bay, yeah, you know, yeah. Michael Bay, but pretty far, and you know, almost so far at the bottom of the list, only slightly above Michael Bay, it would be Peter Jackson. Mm. But um, yeah, I'm interested to see what he'll do with Halo, even though he's only executively um, producing it. Oh, well, I don't think he'll be doing anything with that apart from adding his name to the trailer. No, I've seen that that five seconds of footage of him going, <clears throat> Yeah, we used to play Halo on the set of Lord of the Rings, and uh. 
I can't wait to make this movie. Blatantly. Who's seen King Ding? King Ding. It's on the shelf and has never once yeah, I've seen been it. in. Not seen it. It's and? Ad- adventure-wise. It's yeah. a love story about a monkey. I have to admit. Um, let's get over that just yeah. for this part of the no, conversation. I yeah. get it. I really do get it. Well, really. But I, there's just something. And I'm... No, I'm wrong to say it's a love story about a monkey, and that's why I'm, that's not why I'm not watching it. I don't know what it is, Rich. I don't know what it is. I only watched it because I was on the plane to Brazil. I had no desire to watch it. Yeah, I really did enjoy it. It's like you said on I can't remember which show it was. It's a CGI fantasy, which is a Peter Jackson thing, as a marvel to watch. Right. There's one scene with uh, I think it's it's three T Rexes in King Kong. Yeah, and um. What's her name? The fucking girl that's in it. Naomi Watts. Naomi Watts. <clears throat> and I'm just thinking, oh, great. Another excuse for some CGI T-Rexes. Yeah. yeah. It's one of the best fight scenes I've seen in a long time. Had me on the edge of my seat as Kong takes on three T-Rexes while tossing Naomi Watts from one foot to the other. She nearly falls down the cannon as he punches one in the face, but grabs her with his foot. It really is exciting. That's amazing. I want to see it now. <laughs> <laughs> just so well done. Yeah. But no, it's, it's, it's worth a watch. Kill some time. Oh, cool. I might watch that. I will watch it. Why haven't you watched it? It's well, never come up. I don't know. I can't be bothered. So There's Peter, something Peter about Judge it just didn't appeal. Like, really... Didn't appeal. I don't know. Maybe it's because I just never watched the earlier ones. Some mm. of the people had just said it was just too slow and boring. Yeah, and too long you in know, places. The build up, the romantic well. build up. It's a bit dull. Mm. So, Peter Jackson has several cameos, doesn't he, in Lord of the Rings? He has some amazing actors. Cameos. 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 Yes. He's in it several times. He's yeah. in about is he really? three or four I, times or something like that. He's in it once in the first one. I'm pretty sure he's in it twice in the second one and then three times in the third one. Yeah. Or something it's just like, like random orcs and people who die and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so, well, let, let's talk about cast anyway. Mm. The Rise of Vigo, whose name on our board is written V hyphen go. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a you cleaning product. You just needed product. to put an eye where the, the hyphen was and it would have been fine, but no. It's okay, funnier this way. Viggo Mortensen. Bit parts in not particularly great films, but Carly always good. Way. What was it? Prophecy. Prophecy's portrayal of the devil is amazing. Was he in Prophecy 2 and 3? I don't have any clue. The films you think would be awful, but Christopher Walken still did them. Is he the devil in Prophecy? Viggo Mortensen? Yeah. Yes. I thought it was Michael Wincott. Who the fuck's Michael Wincott? No, he's... Otherwise, otherwise. Oh, yeah. no. God, that would be shit. He'd just be relying on his gravelly voice. God, I really was out of my mind when I watched that. Yeah, no, it's, it's Viggo <laughs> Mortensen. He's amazing. He's just like... <laughs> oh, Witness. Don't forget Witness. Don't forget Witness. He, he, he steals integral. the show in Witness in all of his two seconds. Yeah. Building a house. Building a house. Yeah. Integrity. Fantastic. Bam. Textbook. Do we Textbook. think he's good then? Or what? Yes. Yeah, I think he's very good. Has anyone seen History of Violence? No, no not yet. I've, I've heard both this is very good and this so is very bad. I've and I've heard, heard Hidalgo is... is a bag of wank as yes. well. See, that's why we all think he's shit, because he came out of Lord of the Rings and did Hidalgo, which just bombed. Mm. And so I was sort of left with that taste in my mouth of maybe he is shit after all. Then. But the problem is we're coming out of such of a strong uh, coming out of such a strong role into something like Hidalgo. People are gonna look at that and think, is he gonna play you know, what yes. Aragorn, is he going to... And if he doesn't, they're going to be let down. And if he does, they're going to be let down. I think it was a lose-lose situation with that. He was sort of caught by the fact that he did play Aragorn so well. And that, yeah. that was the first time we ever really saw him in a leading role. It, that was his and shine. That was his shining it moment. It was. Yeah. And so for many people, he's Aragorn. Oh, yeah, yeah. And In much the same way that... Um, Patrick Obi-Wan, Stewart is Captain Picard. Well, I was going to say, Obi-Wan Kenobi is, you know, Alec Guinness. Yeah. Not Interesting. Either. Interesting. Dan, they wanted Daniel Day Lewis to play Aragorn. That originally. Was phenomenal. Did but, they really? Yeah, I've never heard that. That would have been. That would have been yeah. amazing. Vigo, I remember um, reading the story in um, one of his interviews where he, he said, um, "What was it? Uh, he'd never heard. He'd never read the book or anything like that." In it, yeah, well, he basically goes. Um, 
he's, he'd got off the phone with his agent and said, oh yeah, they wanted me to go to, may possibly go to audition for this part and maybe go to New Zealand for a year and a half yeah. to film this film, Lord of the Rings. And then his son was just like, which part, which part? And oh yes, yeah, part of Aragon. Dad, do it. Yeah. And that was it. It'll be the coolest <laughs> mofo on the planet if you do yeah. it. What a part well, though. Effectively, we're talking about Fellowship of the Rings, so we should really call him Strider. Strider. Yeah, yeah that's how we're all about that. to him, isn't it? He's yeah. the the ranger. Yeah. We can't we can't quite see his face. He's the dark yeah. figure in the corner. Yeah. It's like who the fuck is this guy on our tail? What? Where's he come from? Mm. There was a lot of guessing actually at the very beginning. The first teaser trailer that came out, which was awesome, mm. it really was amazing music, and it set up the fact that the three films were coming out over consecutive Christmases, and it's got that beautiful shot of them all coming up over the the rise mm. of the hill, yeah. oh, that's and the track. It's shot. an incredible shot oh. that really, I mean, it was perfect for the trailer because it showed all the characters, and there was so much speculation as to shit, who was Strider? Was it Sean Bean or was it this other guy that no one could really place? Yeah. Of course, we all thought it was Sean Bean we, for a, yeah. a time, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he turned out to be Boromir. And again, was just fantastic. Yeah. He is good. I really yes, like I, Sean Bean himself. Sean Bean's amazing. I he was rate the best, him totally. He was the best thing in Flight Plan. He was. Which was, by all way. other accounts, a shit film. It was. It was of course, Peter the little girls on the it. fucking plane. Stars. <laughs> Stars. <laughs> Star- yeah, he's that? amazing. Yeah, he's incredible. Sorry, yeah, I missed we, that. I was we just went off on our own little yeah, world. Yeah. Sorry, shouldn't yeah. do that. Um, <laughs> Throwing me now. I was okay. Sean, flight plan. Sean Astin, who came out of retirement, yeah, amazing, no. and then did a stint in twenty four. Come out of retirement, or did he just get another job? And it, <laughs> and it had been, you know. However, you look at it, he. We looked at it. It's like fucking hell. It's Mikey or that dude from Memphis Bell, California. Yeah. You know, it took yeah. me well That's over right. a year. To realise that one. You're shitting you me. No one, no, I didn't know who the fuck he was. And then someone said, oh yeah, it's Mikey out of the Goonies. I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> and then I just like, checked it on IMDb. It's like, fuck off. My, I didn't put it on. <laughs> and I just didn't cotton on to that at all. Yeah. Um, originally casting, speaking of casting, originally apparently the producers wanted to go all British. Yeah. Um, and I think it was Viggo Morganstone who actually broke that rule. And as soon as they broke, or it might have been Elijah Wood, but um, as soon as they broke it with one of them and then they decided to keep going with that mm. and see, well, you know, let's, yeah. let's open it up to a few more possibilities. I'm mm. quite Liv, frankly glad they did. Liv Tyler as well. Liv yeah. Tyler. Who actually I've never rated, but I think is excellent in this film. She was good in I this role. I think she looks right. I think she yeah. plays it beautifully. She's very it's, subtle. Yeah, she's she is. Very me, ethereal looking as well. Yeah. The character falls a bit flat though. But the character is one of the weakest characters. In, in the story. In I the think. story. Just, just there to link an event to an event. That's yeah. All yeah. she's there to do. Yeah. But she's just they there to played take up from somewhere to somewhere. Well, that was one of the things they played up the romance between Aragon and um, Liv Tyler's character, Ar- Galadriel. Arwen. Ar- Arwen. 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 Because she's such a minimal character in the book anyway. Mm. And they played that up to sort of encapsulate the female audience a bit more because yeah. it's a boy's book. It is a boy's book. Generally speaking, as a sweeping. They did shoot a lot more of her for The Two Towers, didn't they? I don't know. I've not seen the I will, I will, two towers. Oh, yeah. it's awesome. It's great. I mean, I think that's the, I don't, I like that the least out of the three films. Yeah. Mine, um, mine descends, oh, my favourite is Return of the King, then Two Towers and Fellowship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, they did, they did concur. shoot a lot of footage for her that was cut out. Mm-hmm. And then the storyline was made into what it became, which quite frankly is the worst thing about all three films. Mm-hmm. In what respect? It's Which is bloody slow saying and it's summit. boring and it's pointless. <laughs> and you sat you watching it and you're thinking, just get on with it. And I actually like it. I have to admit. I, I, like I think it. it ties. I think it ties him to a world that he just doesn't want to be a part of. Well, here's the thing. I think if you're going to do a romance story where we have to worry about the characters and you have to care about both characters and you're not really given enough sort of reason for him to love Arwen. There's, it's just told to you a lot that they are in love. I you get no reasons to, to why. And it sort of just takes you rather abruptly. Mm. You care about Aragorn because you spent a great deal of time with the character and then you suddenly get this woman. No, she wins me from saving Frodo yeah. with the with the huge wave. She's she lovely. wins me on that. She's lovely. She's immediately lovely. Yeah, I think she's but... there to do a specific thing um, for Aragorn's character. Part of Aragorn's character is that he is an ancestor of someone who failed. Yeah, yeah. that's a point. And... He's really, really hung up on the failure of man and how weak man is and that 
you know, unlike Sean Bean, who sees that um, that men are strong and wants to do something in his land, um, Aragorn's of of a different thinking. He thinks that men are weak, and therefore isn't he, he, and he's, he's terrified mad, of he that is weakness. Weak and he can't. He's but no, fail. isn't he? Half elf. He is half elf, and that's why he goes completely. You know, he wants to be elf so much. He wants to just completely forget that he's human, that mm. he's a man. You know, once you go because elf, you'll never fail. go <laughs> self. Other word to rhyme with elf. Anis <laughs> 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 is on a postcard. <laughs> but I do, I do think that that's why she's there, and that it's it's more of a, about his dilemma of being a man who's in love with an elf and what that what that you know the problems that come along with that it's kind of like a, a modern day story of an interracial relationship mm. that's put mm. in, in like that old spin sort of thing and, and I think it's there to do that as much as it is to soften it and give us some romance with, without seeing another side of Aragorn. I'll give you there is a relevance to the character's position to the story and like you just said about that it's just I didn't I thought that Liv Tyler and Viggo Morganston didn't have enough chemistry to ignite an oil rig they really didn't seem to be in love there wasn't like you say we're just told oh they're in love they're in love and they're in love and never actually really saw any true examples apart from this ethereal kind of no, wishy-washy I, yeah, I, I see your point I really do there's no emotion from Aragorn as a character about it for a see, long time there's emotion from, from the her scenes. yeah but he just seems rather he seems to reject it but far too much it to himself yeah he's, he's, got very... a, he's got a task in hand mm, yeah, he's got but... a task in hand so yes he loves Alan but he's got to kind of put that on one side because but even so to, he doesn't realise his task till later on properly it's still hidden I mean in I don't really talk about two towers but when he's asked where the woman is that gave him the jewel it's all in his face just like mm. she's, she's not here mm. Mm. Anyway, let's move on. Yeah, a little bit. Because I mean, we've got so this is riddled with it's absolute f- diamond actors. Ian McKellen, Ian McKellen, just he oh, fall in he love is with Gandalf. Gandalf. Yeah, he, he is. is Gandalf, legend. There was talk of Sean Connery for so long, and I'm so glad. I'm so oh, glad God. as well. Yeah. There was so actually glad. there was also talk of Patrick Stewart as well, and I'm, st- I'm I love Patrick Stewart, but I'm so glad. No, I'm so glad. Okay, here's the concept. More grandfatherly. Mm. Could you could you swap Ian McKellen? And Patrick Stewart in any role either of them have ever played. You could put either one of them in any role either of them have ever played. The only problem is I don't believe Patrick Stewart is a villain. I've seen him play play a villain in, what was it, that Gibson film, Conspiracy. Yeah. Mm. And he was crap. He was really crap. Kellen's got that coldness. I don't know whether or not that was just because. The film was crap. Dodgy film, and it did have Julia Roberts. What do we know about films with Julia Roberts? (laughs) (laughs) And now I think we can add to the list films with Julia Roberts and Mel Gibson. Mm. That's fair. But again, I'm going to have to break the trend and say Erin Brockovich. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, we know we've had this conversation. There we go. Then the, the exception becomes the rule. You've also got Christopher Lee bagging two of what were hopefully going to be the most memorable on-screen bad guys of all time. He didn't do bad, really, for the absolute end of his career. Let's play a Darth Sidious Sith Lord in the... It's so big, I can't get the words out. Star Wars. Star Wars. The two biggest trilogies Yeah, the two biggest trilogies of all time. And and Lord of the Rings. I know. Within the same five years. (gasps) Yeah. And you say the end of his career, but don't write Christopher Lee off just yet. He's still got I, all his fucking marbles. I think he's going to yeah. outlive all of us. He's in his 90s. He's still got all his marbles. It's amazing. We have to talk about Christopher Lee for a moment. Christopher mm. Lee has done over 200 films. That's amazing. Granted, about 190 and, of them are shy. Yeah. <laughs> and in which he plays Dracula. Yeah. Yeah. True, yeah. It was when they got to Dracula goes for a Big Mac, they should have like maybe called it a day. But Dracula um, cashes his gyro. <laughs> <laughs> that sort of thing. Dracula gets his bus pass. Yeah. He's been dead for thousands Can of I years. Have a Why did he Mac, only uh, think of Big it Mac? Now? <laughs> <laughs> There were so many versions of Dracula as well that didn't have him. There was there was Blackula. 
which was just a hip, funky, everyone was black. I thought that was quite crazy. Yeah. There was a Count Duckula. <laughs> Duckula yeah. was amazing. Blackula. Yeah. That's almost as imaginative as movies you should see. <laughs> amazing, isn't amazing. it? Amazing. We should get in touch with the person who came Dra- out that time. Dracula. Dracula. Okay, so D. we've got Christian D. <laughs> Your friend. D. D. I love Gary Oldman's portrayal. Wasn't he also, while we're still on What's-His-Face, he was Special Forces. Chris Lee? Yeah. I'm now, not th- this he? man, in, in his early young days, he was a secret sort of commando spy, really dark, still can't talk about it, bound by the official secrets act, sort of undercover kind of killing guy. Good in, for him. During World War Two. Good for him. Quite a scary bloke by all accounts, Fair really. Play. Um, when Peter Jackson tried to give him direction over how to die through being stabbed, he turned around and said, I know what a man sounds like when he's stabbed to death. (laughs) (laughs) And Peter Jackson went, okay, (laughs) can we just all do exactly what he says? Thanks. It's a bit, it's a bit, um, I think it's the fellowship of the cast, one of the extra features on it. And he, he just rolls off the tongue. The the famous phrase, Asnaz, Asnaz, and that's about as much of it. And I could do, but it just rolls off. Mm. That's another huge thing that Tolkien created, this new language as well. Mm. Awesome. Why is that less, why is Elvish less geeky than Klingon? It's not. It's it not. really is not. It's not. It's more romantic. Yeah, the, it yeah that's the only less, difference. It is less geeky than Klingon because Star, Star Trek is... You have is, to have read it. What I would say to there. you is... You fucking nerd. Yeah, but... Oh no, he only knows what he's seen on the film. Yeah, I do. And I have actually Klingon. added two phrases together. I added to be something else and then not to be at, at the end. <laughs> Which I was hoping you'd translate, Mike, because we've seen the same films. Yeah, but I really didn't pay much attention to the Klingon. See, you lose effect if you say you don't know what the middle bit means. Could be anything. No, it could be. It could be. To be purple monkey dishwasher or not to be. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know. Peanut butter red dirt. The thing is, though, is someone out there does know. (laughs) Answers on the forum, please. We're going to get a question. What's purple monkey dishwasher? (laughs) Why did you say that, Troy? So we're talking about Ian McKellen. Let's talk about the imprisonment of Gandalf, Alison. Oh, I love this sequence, this whole thing. The old man fight. Yeah, it's the second time that they meet on the top of the... The Zimmer fight. Is Isengard? Isengard. Isengard. And um, they have a rock. The one, the, the man in black... And the man in white, and they go for it. I love the shots as well when they're flinging each other around. That camera's all over the place. Yeah. It's going around in a circle. It's a bit Matrix style, isn't it, really? It is, especially where he's got Gandalf and he's spinning him around. Yeah. Like, spin the bottle with an old fella. <laughs> <laughs> and you think, God, His beard's landed on you, you have to kiss him. <laughs> You must kiss it with tongues. <laughs> God, I used to hate that game. I just, yeah, I you just have to hold his staff. Hold his <laughs> Carry on, please. Um, and how he just gets left at the top of Isengard. There is nowhere to go. He's stuck there. There's no need for chains or anything like that. He's just at the top of a stick. Oh, really? ah, now, now, I watched The Fellowship and then I read The Hobbit and then I watched The Fellowship again. And there was a few little things that made more sense, like Gandalf... Yeah. The way he gets off the tower. Well, he uh, he sends a message, doesn't he, in that To bit? a moth. To a moth. And then one of the great eagles, Golden Eagles, comes and picks him up, gives him a ride eagles. into town. Yeah. 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 Goes out, great, gets then. lashed, picks up his staff again, a few ladies along the way. <laughs> Plays spin the old man a few times. <laughs> What's the point of this ridiculous dance? <laughs> I don't know. He's called Eagle. He's called Neagles. He called Eagles. Why does that make more sense? Because you read The Hobbit. Mm. You're nowhere near a microphone. <laughs> because they feature in it. You see it happen, though, don't you? you? You see him on the top of the tower, and a moth comes to him, and it lands on him. Yeah, and then the eagle picks him up, and you're just like, "Whoa, it's a big eagle. Oh, he's got influence, but how?" Hobbit explains it. Because Moff said, here, Gandalf's in trouble. He's up the top of the stick. you got to go and get him. It's really I can't like, carry him. I'm on him, Moff. It's like he's been sent to his room. 
It's you go up there and you think about what you've done and you can come down when you're ready to say sorry. Salron is the way forward. Yeah. Yeah. You will join us. I won't have none of that fellowship talk in my gaff. Yeah. 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 I, do, I just like that fight because of all the black and white and the, those those men kick the shit out of each other, don't they? Yeah, they do. Sorely missing a round two. It is, really. Yes, it? unfortunately. <laughs> Gandalf's got other things on his mind, you know, revenge is a dish best served cold and all that, like, you know. He's such no, a warm guy. I yeah, I don't think is. Gandalf would revenge, not his thing. It's not really, he's no. too nice. I mean, he and knows what's going to happen anyway, really. He kind of knows what's going to happen anyway, doesn't he, really? So. Yeah. Should we take a moment to um, to add a little bit of a contribution to possibly the finest actor in this film, Orlando Bloom? <gasps> well, well. Isn't he stunning? Well, Orlando. <laughs> now, can, can, can I please, 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 please? Because something draws near. I can feel it. And my bow. <laughs> my hawk. Now, this film is the reason that everybody's mum loves Orlando Bloom because he's got lovely hair. No, 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 no. <laughs> really see, I would doesn't. disagree with you. Hang this, on, you this. had your Orlando Bloom rant this week. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was just going to say that um, the majority of what I've. Um, yeah, yeah, you can hear that rant on DVD commentary, commentary Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the. Uh, no, no, the. Well, I found the majority of girls, like young girls, fancy the fuck out of Orlando Bloom. And I was sat in the cinema watching The Two Towers and all of these 15-year-old chavs sat next to me. And just any time he came, I was like, oh, he's so fit. Oh, he's so fit. And then it's like, any time he was off screen, I was so fucking boring. I hate this film. Oh, there he is. He's so fit. And that was it. And I, well, you know, their bodies were found a few months later. But the the point of the story is... Roundhouse kick-related injuries. Roundhouse kick-related Chuck Norris did it, not me. Um... The yeah, the younger girls love him, and then all the older women seem to love Aragon. And That's like, right, because yeah. he's a ditch. Oh, yeah, yeah, Aragon's yeah. a sexy one. Yeah, definitely. It's like Jack and Amazing. Sawyer in Lost. <laughs> <laughs> everyone likes Sawyer now, apparently, and everyone at first like nobody Jack. likes Lost anymore. Everybody's <laughs> realised it's shit. It's not shit. It is shit. It just lost it. I didn't mean to say that, but it, it, it just lost it <laughs> I know, in the second just, season. Ju- just after the plane crashed, it was all crap after that. No, it wasn't. It was terrible. The first why, season was fantastic. Why fant- is there a yeah. polar bear on the island? Oh, shut up. Get over it. Why did the French connection never end? It did! <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'd like to take a mention to mo- to I'd like to take a mention to moment yeah, we ordered that the ring, <laughs> the ring wraiths who are oh, just amazing scariest. sound design amazing sound design because let's face it you know the the hooded creature with no face was done in a Muppets Christmas Carol and it wasn't really scary then <laughs> it was it was very frightening and Scrooged yeah but, oh but, yeah 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 put it on a horse and give it a noise like. Which makes everyone... Oh, we've got headphones on. <laughs> Sorry, dudes. But, that's, but there's my point. There's my point. You're in the cinema going, please, mummy, make it stop. Yeah. It's just scary. Fucking yeah. Yeah. The fact that this was a PG really disturbed me more than anything. Yeah. Because <laughs> that shitted me up. Do you know why? Yeah. Do you know why? It's fantasy violence. Yeah, there's black blood. Yeah, no one real. got shot. No. No one got... Is that really it? No it must one got be. shot. Well, no, I did with that. arrows. Lots yeah, of but yeah. night arrows, I'll have you know. Yeah, but yeah, fire. <laughs> yeah, but your average, your average street hoodlum doesn't go down the local archery society, so <laughs> it's not a problem. Yeah, yeah. you don't there come you from go. the sticks, you come from the city. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How are the hoodlums in the countryside? <laughs> you don't want to use that clock. Here, let us bow an arrow. <laughs> According to the weatherman, though, you can actually walk around the streets of like wherever it is, like New York or LA, just wearing a bow and arrow slung around you and no one gives a fuck. Can't so- you shoot? A Welshman with a crossbow at 50 paces See, and it'd be legal. This is what we were talking like about that. earlier about laws that allow you to do something bad as long as you do some crazy shit to yeah, do it. Apparently you can shoot. I think. It's, I've probably got this wrong, but it's something similar to no, it. You can yeah. shoot. 
It's something like shoot the within blast. The, Sorry, Karen. Within the city walls of York, you can shoot a Welshman or a Scotsman or something with a bow and arrow from so many feet away <laughs> on a certain day and before be twelve p.m. Sort of and thing. it can be legal. and technically it's legal. To be fair, you'd probably get arrested. <laughs> you would. I don't think in this day and age you thinking let about you... it, Craig. Um, but yeah, no, I, just, I, do you think yeah. just how how. How? <laughs> Did they write a rule that said you can't, you could, oh, you can't kill him at because, 10 pace, because you can't at 11. hundreds of years ago, they were sat around in York thinking, you know what, we've got a lot of Welshmen to kill. Maybe, it's, <laughs> maybe it's some kind of execution type thing and yeah. they never sort of Thinning ruled it out. Like got rabbits. an idea. Welsh Wednesdays. Every Wednesday morning, <laughs> we get them out, we do a barbecue, we get some tables out, we put some crepe paper tablecloths on, we'll have little hats, shoot the Welshmen. Yeah. I don't hate Welsh people. Nope, I think Welsh people I. are lovely. Actually, I don't want that to be misinterpreted. I have Welsh at all. blood in my Because as lovely veins. as you are, you're, you're a bunch of <laughs> vindictive too, people. <laughs> I, I've heard how you still talk about Anne Robinson. <laughs> I'm they just saying, upset. you know, yeah, you're upset. Let it go, right? She's just a little ginger woman. Yeah, she is. No, yeah, what does it matter? But I think you're smashing your lovely little Welsh people, yes. <laughs> Stop uh, it. Sorry. Which Is brings it, us to the Shire. Does it? Apparently, because he's gesturing Cause to Wales the Wales is like the Shire. Well, we, uh, we the, open on the Shire, really. When things are settled down and that narration's finished, we, um, we get a show on the Shire and Hobbiton. And isn't Hobbiton brilliant how they've made that place? All of the houses, like, carved out into the hillsides. Yeah, yeah. At, you okay. Know, bag end. How much was yeah. set and how much was... I think a lot of it was set. Oh. No, all the exteriors are there. All the exteriors really? are there. Now, Fantastic. inside, they built... What is it? The Hobbiton. Mm-hmm. And then they built it again. Was it three quarters smaller? A quarter yeah. smaller or something like that. No, three, three times as big, surely. Yeah. I don't, yeah, yeah. Yeah, to encompass the small. No, well, See, this small, is why we know. didn't make I Lord of the Rings. That is one thing that is awesome about Lord of the Rings. It's a, it really is every filmmaking technique since the dawn of time to mm. create the illusion. They've got force, and they've got oh shit, what is it? They've Forceful got full perspective. perspective. Thank you. They've got CGI. They've got blue screen. different blue screen. We, they had big actors dressed as people. They had little actors dressed as people. Yeah, doubles. Yeah, mm. which I would have loved. Yeah, the fact that all the people who played hobbits they had little epi- little people or- with masks on to play them. Yeah, so imagine meeting yourself as a little dwarves. person, small people. That'd be cool. You, you, you just have, you mean have to, What do you mean? Imagine? <coughs> I look in the mirror. <laughs> I just think that'd be amazing. You meet this little guy. He looks like you. He introduces himself, and you go, "No, I shall call you Mini Me." <laughs> And then he he's sick of that by the time of the end of the filming. I think everyone should have one of those. I think that'd be awesome. I want one. A mini-me, and he could do little... I want to know where my big version is. He could (laughs) fetch stuff. (laughs) Find the remote, mini-me, go! (laughs) (laughs) Your mini-me could live in, in like, the Hobbiton and not bang his head. And then I'd be stood there laughing at the big rich, smacking into stuff. I think it was brilliant, so yeah. I'd be happy with that as well. I'm upset by how much you seem to want to cause me harm. Well, I just see Gandalf in his head and imagine it's you and somehow... Damn the Hobbiton, I I did that at his house before he moved. (laughs) Every damn time. With their little doorways for little people. (laughs) Anyone over five foot five is dead in that house. Frightening. Okay, do we have anything else to say about Lord of the Rings or have you scribbled all over the flip chart? Well, I was just about to remark on the, the Britishness of all this lot. Because yeah. you were saying, Mike, earlier that they were going for an all-British cast. Hang well, on, Peter, what, it's just, Peter Jackson, where's he from? Australia. Or, is it New Zealand? New Zealand, surely. Is he from New Zealand? Yeah. It's Sorry, a story that's British. Yeah, yeah. Um, and well, it really, it really comes by. through. The yeah. Hobbits are very British in their characters, aren't they? They're quite proud people. Fussy, always having tea. Yes, having <laughs> tea. They like their pomp and circumstance and their occasions and their jollities and that kind of thing. But they don't really talk about their troubles. Certainly Bilbo doesn't. He keeps things to himself. And um, you get a real sense of Britishness about Bilbo. Well, it's the whole, you know, you've got this whole... It feels like a afternoon tea or something like that, you know, that kind of, you know, tea and scones, mm. sort of the Hobbiton and everything. And even the the armies of men and everything feel like 
I don't know, just a, 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 a British war or something. <laughs> you know, the old crusades and stuff like that. It's that's that's the kind of um, sword fighting you've got going on. And it's all, yeah, I mean, in the map, of, I've seen a map or something which represents what Middle Earth... <laughs> Sorry, what is going on over there? Can we just... What is going on over there? <laughs> it just made a camera noise. <laughs> oh, it made a camera my. Noise. You two cannot be allowed oh, to sit God. next to each other. Just carry on. So what about sorry. the other character in this film that we haven't mentioned yet? The God, ring? Fucking ring. Well, yeah, the ring. One thing, yeah, we should yeah, definitely talk about the ring. Let's talk about, the ring, talk about the ring, definitely. Definitely. It's round, it's gold. And it's on your finger. It's a bit glows. of bling. You want it, don't you, Sam? You want to take my ring? No, that's not until the third <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, that's true. Um, Cut that. Right, I know it's, it'd be really fucking pretentious to say, but the ring has, the ring is a character in this film. It's most indeed. definitely. And what most is so definitely. spectacular about this, and it didn't dawn on me until very recently, how alive the ring actually is. It's always listening, it's always there, it's always talking, it's always tempting. And they say it wants to be found, you know? Yeah, I mean? it's a, mm. it's a, it's a brilliant line. I mean, the, just the lengths they go to, to make it sound heavy. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Billboard drops it, doesn't he? And it yeah. sounds like a ton of bricks as it hits the floor. When Boromir finds Boom. it after Frodo's dropped it and he holds it up in the snow, it's right there in the camera. It's massive. You know, when he picks it up off the ground, yeah. it's in the foreground. It looks huge. They look tiny. When they're at the council at the very beginning, it's reflecting them all. It's yeah. looking at them all. Mm. Oh. And they, um, no, the fucking writing glowing and everything as well. Yeah. And just fucking priceless that moment. And you instantly within. get, because it could have just been a ring. Yeah, really. It could have just been just an ordinary ring, and that's it. Um, but you get an established fairly early on. When is it the flashback to um, Sealdor picking it up yeah. after it's been cut off Sauron's arm, yeah. and it off his big finger? And obviously, he's got a massive finger, and then it just suddenly shrinks down to the size perfect for him. And mm. it's just such a subtle little effect; it's almost it's barely noticeable, imperceivable, yeah. one might say, imperceivable loss of quality. Tick tick. Um, and then, yeah, it, it just, so you get introduced to it as a fantastic ring, and it is, it, yeah, it, he it looks carries it. it in awe, doesn't he? As well, yeah. it also it, that's, it knows it knows people's weaknesses as well. You know what I mean? It, mm. it knows when to turn itself on, sort of thing, and yeah, it has also that sequence coming back to it has one of the best lines ever from Hugo Weaving, which is cast it into the fire. Destroy it! <laughs> or sealed Sealed I have a bone to pick with that scene. Oh. Yes, I do, right? We have on the ledge overlooking the lava of it men. It had to do. be the choice of men. Okay, yeah, it was the choice of men. He's gonna drop it. He goes, yeah, no. I think I will. I'm gonna keep it. And then Mr. Elf Bloke stands there and just looks miffed. He's got Fucking bows and arrows. He's got a big sword with a choppy thing on. Why doesn't he just go, actually, I, I think it's going in, and, and throw the man in? If it's that bad, really, I blame him for all of it. Because secretly he wants it too. Men are weak. You know, can we be blamed? Really? If we're weak, strong elf could have pushed man in. But really? elf's too full of love to yeah. push the yeah. man in. He's not Jack Oh, Bauer. he didn't look like full of love to me. He looked really pissed off. He was pissed Hugo off. Hugo Weaving hurts. What a brow. Now, he's <laughs> another one who got into two big trilogies at the same time. Yep, true. Because he plays the same role in both, really, with different outfits on. Not at, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. I don't find him to be a very varied actor in any way, shape or form. He's He's got that very serious frown and that... He has, but they're two completely that different characters. Mr. Frodo. Yeah, it's all the same voice. And yeah. The ring... I don't know, that's just my opinion. He's got a very distinct voice, yeah. I think. Yeah, mm. hey, I, I said Tom Hanks was good. What do I know? Yeah, but you were saying that on the show next week. Oh, not even next week. Don't do that. Judo. You said not to do that. No, you've done it already. You've ruined it. No, that was coming soon. See, now we're talking about it and we're just Sorry. it. So, should we mention structure? Um, Let's go for it. I'd like to point out, because... He wrote all three books in one go and released them, released them in the same manner as the films were released as well, sequentially mm. over three years. Mm. Um, and I think they had similar debates when he was releasing it with his, with his publisher as to whether or not to do it as two books 
whether or not to do it as one big book or whether to do it three books and they ended up doing it as three books and they had the same problem with the with the film like apparently they were all going around it's i don't know how new a story this will be for any of our listeners but like they were going around pitching the film to every studio and every studio was turning them down no one wanted to do it um but they were pitching it as two they were pitching it as two big films and then they got to new line and it is new line isn't it i believe so yes yeah they got to new line and they 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 said well this isn't two films and they were all shit and so this is blatantly three films and and yeah well, well this sort of leads on that it is it's a difficult one in, a ter- in terms of a trilogy, but obviously basing it on the books, you've got to be a little bit faithful to the books because if you can't remain at least, you know, 75% faithful to the original material, then you can't remain faithful to the rest of the books in any sense. So they managed to keep, keep faithful to the book. They managed to keep faithful to the original. But in doing that, unfortunately, you do leave yourself with a first part of a trilogy, which doesn't really go anywhere. Yeah, I mean, it does have its own beginning, middle and end. But by the end of it, and especially by the end of the second one, which we'll get on to next time, Mm. you just feel like you haven't really progressed very far. Well, that's it. I mean, a lot of the audience reaction that I I found was just like, oh, that ended a bit shit. That ended a bit abrupt. It's just like, for fuck's sake, it's three huge films to make one whole story. Yeah. And I got annoyed with people who were just walking out and going, oh, that ended badly. I got really annoyed with that. For fuck's sake. So many people just came out that just didn't, like, hated the fact that it just ended. Oh, just the ending. Just, like, just ends. Well, they just sail off. You dick. For fuck's sake. Um, And, yeah, like I say, but it is actually a three-act structure. I was just saying before we started the show, Mm. it is. The first one is pure setup. The second Mm. one is all obstacles. And the third one is pure conclusion. And and yet, within that, they have their own three-act structures to each piece in particular as well. So it's three acts within three acts. Rule of three. Mm, Rule of three. It's a magic number. It is the magic number. number. So why Alien 4? Anyway, yeah, there's one last thing I'd like to bring up, which we forgot to mention earlier. Have to, Sean Bean, as soon as you see him, we should have figured out that he couldn't have been Strider because it's Sean Bean. He's got to die in the middle of the film. <laughs> yeah. That's we the law, figured, isn't it? Yeah, it is pretty much the law. Yeah. And no, I made it through Ronan. Yes, he did, but he still gets kicked out. Yeah. Yeah, he still leaves. I'd just like to point out what a fucking <coughs> fabulous death scene. Oh, one of the best in cinema history, I'd like uh, to contribute. Got it's to, incredible. It is amazing. I had tears in my eyes. I just thought I it was... I really did. And he gets up again. And again. It's a combination. It's great editing. It's great sound design. Yeah. It really is. The sound yeah. design is yeah. awesome. It's great yeah. cinematography. It's, all, it's great music. It's all there. And I, point, I love the fact that the... Is it... Oh, it's the Orokai, isn't it? The Orokai, yeah. The Orokai, the, the bow noises are different. They're really yeah. earthy and stringy, yeah. whereas everyone else has got really ethereal really sounding. Ones. It gives yeah. you the feeling that it's a fucking powerful bow. Yeah, it's yeah. about It's to incredible, and it's just going to nail him. Yeah. I mean, when you see the arrows that are stuck in him, they're not little arrows like you used no. to see in, in westerns. They're big. Chunky night arrows, aren't they? Chunky night arrows. It's like you didn't see him coming. No. That one's downplayed as well mm. um well it's up it's up played it from the book in the sense that in the book it isn't like the lead um what do you call it, Urukai, is it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it's not him who does it it's just it's a bunch average. of hawks right, oh, right um and it's not played on much in the books but it's it's downscaled because in the books he gets nailed i mean there's like uh, like these uh, dozens of arrows in him mm. and they just find his body and it's just like is it like the guy's death in henry v who gets stabbed by about 12 people at the same time yeah something like that fucking awesome that's trifle cruel isn't it just a bit overkill yeah in overkill fact. quite literally overkill what this sheet well shall we talk about that now yeah okay well i think yeah i think we're we're at the end so remember to tune in next time we do a normal episode for part two the two towers towers. but in the meantime but in the meantime as you know we've been writing bollocks all over a flip chart all night (laughs) yeah if you would like to win the sheet of paper we've written on, you know, it sounds a lot crapper now. I'm saying it. No, it's a fun thing. It's quite to huge. Win. Is it a? It's, it's a one. Do you know what I should do? I should, we should take a picture of it and we'll put a picture of it on the website so you can see. You don't want everyone to see it. This has to be a special this thing. Is special. For yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Oh yeah, no, yeah. just like it's a, a distant shot to show what it actually is. It's a is. piece of paper with, writing. with writing. Yeah, on. Okay, it's a big piece of paper. It's <laughs> not going to need. If you don't know what that looks like, then come on, <laughs> <laughs> get it together. I think, I think the only thing we haven't said on that sheet is cock, isn't it? There's oh, yeah. oh no, so there's a dark briefly at the start, but not oh, yeah. made a point of. Yeah, it's, it's a big cock. Um, what are we going to say to win it? What are we going to say to it? What are we going to say? I'm tempted to say the person who comes up with the best question for us to ask in the competition next week. Okay. <laughs> okay. Can, we'll, we'll sit and judge and whoever comes up with an interesting question, just email it to us, movies you should see at Simply Syndicated. So com. the best competition question Virginia. for next week will win this week's flip chart. Yes. That's next and, and week as in, because we're not going to have time for the birthday show. No, right? we'll be recording next week. This is all fine properly next Friday. Yeah. Right, so as normal for the two towers. Then. For the two towers, not for the episode. birthday show. No, not for the birthday okay. show, which is out on Tuesday. Yes, <laughs> as a special treat, along with the video <laughs> available to buy on the website, simplysyndicated.com/slash/movies. You should see. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> Thank you for oh, all joking. your suggestions on the forum about what to do for the birthday show. We're really looking forward to this. We really can't really wait. Are. This should be good. Oh my god, <laughs> I'm actually gyrating with excitement. Sorry, Mike. It's like Christmas. It really is. Only without the presents. Oh, um, and Santa Claus isn't here either. Although yeah. it's nearly cold enough. We though. don't have a tree. No, no. no there's, there's no decorations. We had well, lamb not, not for Christmas dinner, not yeah. turkey. Yeah. Um, so in fact, hear, no way. Yeah, like, yeah, there's no Christmas, Christmas TV. Yeah, no, no. no. It's about as far away from as Christmas as possible. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Okay. So anyway, anyway, check out the website. There's links to the forums on there. There's yep. a link to vote for us on Podcast Daily. If you could yeah. do that, that'd be lovely. Thank yeah, you. we've dropped down a. We have. Like We're being seventh beaten by a Babylon Five podcast. I don't know them. I'm not making any accusations towards. No, see, so are we like more that. angry because we saying, didn't come up with the idea first? No, I wouldn't do a Babylon us. Five. Oh, podcast. I would never. I, I, no, not, not, Mike. It's just me and you, it's really, isn't, us, it? Yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Babylon Wank is how I like to refer to it generally. Tell you what, so, if, I, if I get a thousand emails saying, "Please, can Mike and Tristan do a Babylon Five podcast?" We'll set it up. Babylon Five. I want actually a thousand different emails from a thousand different people. Before we even thousand think about that, a thousand different worlds. God, isn't the internet a wonderful thing? Yeah, we have some Vorlons. Yeah. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. Don't know what that is. And also check out uh, the films we do in the store. Okay. Yeah. SimplySyndicated.com, then follow the film links, and then you should be able to see uh, in the store. In the store. And there's the MySpace well. page as well. If you found us through there, leave some comments for us because we always yes, like them. Yes, we you always like your comments. Buy uh, past episodes on the store as well. Can't past you? episodes. Go onto our webpage. There's a button that says store on the right, and you can do it. Also, we have a phone number. I should have written this down. We have. A we phone have number. a phone number. Oh my so God. in the meantime, yeah. Votes on Podcast Alley. Yeah, we're currently in seventh. We need to get back up to fifth where we belong. Well, we belong well, in first. Well, oh, really? Yeah. But okay yeah, we've got to climb time. back up again if you would like to leave us an audio comment and that'd be fun i'd like that you yep. can now phone us the number is if you're overseas if it's a uk number to start with so if you're in the uk it's 0121-286-9206 and if you're outside the uk just put four four on at the beginning and take the first zero off okay i won't say it again it's a podcast you can rewind it if you need it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It. Or it's on the website. Or if you just want to do it through Skype, the username is simply syndicated. So there you go. And you can also send an audio. Oh, send an audio if yes, if you don't want a phone, uh, if the Skype call rates are just too high. We have 16 it. operators online at the moment. <laughs> yeah, for free. Okay, that must be everything. We'll see everybody on Tuesday. And yeah. for the first time, they'll see us. Oh, I actually found out that... Um, Chuck, no, who was it invented the automobile? The automobile, I've really fucked no, up. No, 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 it's, um, the, there are, there are, <clears throat> there are seven gears to the fastest car in the world. One, two, three, four, five, six, and Chuck Norris. <laughs> See, that's funny because I was going to say that the automobile was going to be invented so people could escape from Chuck Norris. The automobile accident was Chuck Norris's way of saying no. <laughs> People were fools to think that a mere automobile could save them from Chuck Norris. They were. Yeah. You need proper armored shit for that. Should we go? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for listening, everybody. Goodbye. See, See you later. later.